Welcome to the After Action Report. I'm your host, Whiskey Tango, and today's After Action Report is on the critical topic of purpose. I think when it comes to purpose, most people don't give it the attention it deserves. It's the why question. People write books about the mythical nature of this question. So today, we're going to dissect this question and try to get to the bottom of it. Let's do it. So Kevin, second time on the show. For those of you that haven't tuned in previous, we did do a prior episode with Kevin, but we'll just do a quick reintroduction to who he is. So he's a prior TACP operator in the U.S. Air Force. He's also a prior uh, chief. He's an author, and he's also the CEO of Surf Brigade. So sort of a long list of accolades, but I'll just say all that to say extremely impressive human. And then the reason that I reached back out to Kevin and wanted to have this conversation is I actually saw a soundbite for what you're doing with Surf, surf Brigades on social. And I thought that that mm-hmm. soundbite and the information and instruction is just really important, not only for veterans, but for anyone that wants to kind of fill that void in their life. So Kevin, welcome back to the show and glad to have you back. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks, Danny. And I always enjoy keeping up with you and having the opportunity now to share the message about Surf Brigade. And if I beat you to it, before we get started, I think it's important for everyone to know that Danny taught me how to surf with a small group of other guys. And so, you know, part of my story, part of my narrative is back in 2010, I I PCS to Hurlburt Field, where I was an instructor at the STTS, and Danny, among others, was there also. And um, Danny took me out to the beach and taught me how to surf, and and a couple times was probably in PJ mode, supervising me while I was trying to catch waves that I wasn't qualified for. I appreciate that, and it has made a huge difference in my life. And truthfully, Surf Brigade wouldn't exist um if i had probably never gone out with you brother so thank you oh absolutely yeah uh yeah little known fact i I did get to be there for the first time so enjoyed watching you flourish and now that i feel like you know i saw uh, some stuff of you surfing in costa rica i was like he is probably far surpassed my skill set at surfing so but we need to get out in the water again and uh uh, you can you can you can show me up i'm I'm pumped that's right let's go so kind of just to get things started, can you just kind of start by giving the listeners just a quick overview of yeah. what Surf Brigade is? Surf Brigade is a nonprofit organization. We're a 501c3 public charity, and we operate a multi-week curriculum-based surf therapy program for veterans across the Emerald Coast. And so what that means is we have developed, a team of veterans has developed a task condition standard-based curriculum that is designed to address the top three challenges that most veterans navigate post-military, which we'll talk about. And those are purpose, narrative, and community. And in each of our sessions, we meet on the beach. We assemble teams of veterans every spring and every fall We're about to finish up our fall course right now. And we meet on the beach on Saturday mornings where we have a one-hour guided discussion um, based on those topics. And then we have a surf therapy session, which is a two-hour surf session together as a team. We have 
senior guys who know how to surf that are willing to teach others. Uh, and it doesn't matter how much surf experience you have. Everybody's welcome. And we furnish all of the surf equipment as well. We have developed some really great and strategic relationships across the surf industry. And so we now manufacture all of our own surf brigade surfboards right here in the United States, including our leashes as well. And even all the cool apparel that you see online also guys and girls. And we have active duty that come through also meet and go through our program. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, I've kind of, you know, witnessed all of this unfolding on social media. So I think it's great, you know, where you started and where you're at. And, and I think, you know, where the nonprofit is going is just really good. And I think it's important for veterans and in and, and a crucial time, you know, kind of understanding those three important, you know, topics that you discussed. So I kind of would like to break those down, you know, yeah. maybe into multi-part episodes, but just one by one, because that was actually the clip that I saw on, I think it was Instagram, but that purpose, narrative, and community. So let's kind of just dissect those just a little bit more. So I kind of just want to start by looking at purpose. So can you kind of give me your curriculum for Surf Brigade's definition of how that nonprofit describes purpose? Absolutely. And let me also mention, these these three things are like a three-legged stool, Okay. Each of us needs these things in our life. We must have purpose. We must have a narrative and we must have a community. If you kick one of those out from underneath us, it's very um, soon thereafter that the stool falls over. If you lose two or all three, there's no chance of it standing up on its own. Okay. Um, Which is why we address these. The first one is purpose. Um, purpose is our central motivation in life. It's the reason why we get up in the morning. It's what motivates us. It's also what shapes our future goals. It influences our daily behaviors and it guides all the decisions that we make, um, throughout our lives. Most people are fairly common with the concept of living a purpose-driven life. There's even books that have been titled um, that way. But outside the military, it's not as common for people to have experienced such an extreme sense of purpose so early in their life. Maybe in some other first responder-type positions or someone who is a doctor, for example. But the reason why, the reason that is, is the greatest purposes in our life, what give us the, the deepest sense of purpose, actually require the most significant sacrifices. And the military has no shortage of sacrifices that it asks us to make um, throughout our careers. In fact, most people in their 20s would not experience the amount of sacrifice in their life if they did not serve in the military, right? We ask very young military people to voluntarily engage in combat. We ask them to deploy for long periods of time to austere locations where they have to leave their families and entire lives. We ask military families to move every couple of years to new bases, even new countries. And And we ask them to do that for decades. Military people sacrifice their minds and their bodies 
all for a higher cause. But doing all of that willingly, because we believe it's for something greater than ourselves, does what we call peg- pegging the purpose needle. Okay. Think about your RPMs on a race car. Okay. In the military, we are redlining our service members' purpose needle very early in their life, where most other people are just kind of cruising at around 2,000 RPM most of their life, okay? Maybe they periodically volunteer in the community, right? Maybe they teach Little League one season and they crank it up a little, or they volunteer in their church, they crank it up a little, okay? But we've got service members who are absolutely pedal to the metal and they keep it there for decades of their lives. Now, the challenge with that is is that one day when you're not in the military anymore, not only does that needle start to come down, but you have established a baseline in your life for what you believe purpose means. And it's very high. It's, It's actually too high and can be a curse for a lot of veterans. Okay. It's common for veterans who are experiencing a purpose problem. These these are some symptoms that you know um, how you identify if a veteran has a purpose problem. <clears throat> and by the way, the more specialized your career was in the military and the more sacrifices you made in the military, the more this can be um, a problem. Perhaps somebody didn't leave a very live a, uh, lead a very specialized career, but they lost their best friend in the military through training or combat, but they believe that their friend made that sacrifice for a greater cause. The processing that experience that way is very purposeful, okay? Conversely, there might be individuals in the military that maybe they didn't experience that sort of loss, but they have sacrificed an immense amount of their life to serve in a very specialized career or special operations organization. And so for them too, they they have that deep sense of purpose. But a purpose problem will manifest itself typically after the military when veterans start to feel and say things like they're disappointed with their job. They're disappointed with their career or the values of the company that they're working for. Uh, They might be underwhelmed by their coworkers, how people communicate to each other, how people lack follow through. Uh, They might become irritated by the lack of accountability and ownership among people they work with and other civilians. They'll start to miss being around people who have a shared sense of purpose and a desire to accomplish things together. And what they'll try to do is they'll start to try to fill this void that is revealing itself in their life with other things. And that can create a lot of risks in that moment. The reality is most of us are not going to find a full tank of purpose from a single source the way we did in the military. And so instead of expecting to feel so fulfilled from our job and the people around us. We have to understand that post-military, you may find some purpose through your professional career, but not the way you did in the military. And you have to embrace that. Otherwise, you're going to start to tax your future civilian job 
unnecessarily for no good reason. There's plenty of veterans that have left good jobs that pay them good money because they didn't feel fulfilled doing it. And the reality is they're probably never going to feel fulfilled unless they find some sort of first responder job the way they did in the military. Instead, we have to start to understand that our future purpose comes from multiple different streams. I have more, but I want to pause there for any questions you have so far. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I wrote down like three points, but let me sort of peel some things back that you said that I feel like are really important. So connecting purpose with being service driven, I think it's super interesting. In fact, the, the interesting thing I think about services, and you're right, that needle is really high um, for members that have served a lot of time and they've given a lot of things to this country, whether that be time away from family or, you know, body parts or friends or, you know, uh, the ability to stand up straight, you know, if you're wearing a rucksack too long or MBGs, yep. but sort of like connecting purpose with being service driven, I just think is really critical to identify and highlight that you said. And really, I think when we think about like the idea of like something like glory, uh, we kind of tie that to sacrifice, something that's sort of like ingrained in our fiber and DNA. We sort of attribute ultimate greatness is ultimate sacrifice. And that's something that, you know, we kind of, I wouldn't say deal with on a daily, but certainly we put, you know, drops in that bucket regularly with how much um, sacrifice is asked of us in the military. But just super important. So I just kind of wanted to highlight those things. And I think really important that you're connecting those two things of sort of why am I here? And really, a lot of us feel, especially veterans in the military, and really, I think anybody as a human living on planet Earth is, we sort of, our purpose is sort of baked into the idea of, well, I need to give back something. Uh, how much it is, is kind of driven by you know, what organization we are in or, you know, or if we're at a job, you know, maybe we don't feel like we're giving this act, we're giving back as much as we should. Maybe we feel like the company is taking too much. So I just wanted, I didn't want to slow down by that point, but did you have any, I mean, is that, is that kind of, did I sum up some of the things you were saying? And then I got one more question before we move on. Yeah, you did. And it's, and by the way, it's, you know, in the military, we don't like idolize, um, you know, sacrifice, but the reality is, we must celebrate it so that others are willing to do it, right. okay? Outside the military, if a civilian company had people, employees dying or getting permanently disabled, <laughs> every, people would stop it. And right. they would say, this cannot continue. This is totally unacceptable because no one will ever want to work for this company again. But instead in the military, we understand and willingly make that commitment if that is what it takes on behalf of our country. But when you have reached that depth of purpose that you're, you are knowingly and willingly able to make that sacrifice if the time comes, and if you aren't the one that makes it, but someone you know is, and still you continue to serve, that, that pegs the purpose needle so hard that you have everyone has to understand it will be a risk later in your life when that starts to come down. Right. And I want to address your other question before I start talking about the risks of not being in charge of a purpose problem. No, that's that's good. And I think, you know, for us, you know, 
or, or people that have either worked for the United States military or people that are working for the United States military, I think, you know, why we give medals of honor, you know, to people that have died in combat is because we recognize as an institute and as a country that the idea is big enough. You know, the, the idea of democracy and freedom is big enough that it's, you know, you're willing to sacrifice for it. And so you're right. Yeah. Would that be big enough for a corporation, you know, of, you know, producing widgets? Probably not. I would say yeah. stop it. So 100% agree. Uh, and the other idea that I think that you brought up was really good was, yeah, the needle of the high benchmark that's set, you know, in the military. And I think that's kind of correlated with the idea of something that you're sacrificing for. And it's just really important. And I, I try to share that with others, especially people who are transitioning out of the military or people who are, you know, supervising or mentoring people who are as well, because that's sort of a way of measuring where they are on the purpose spectrum. And the higher they are and the faster they got there, the more likely they are for this to be a problem later. And so, you know, if somebody is retiring out of the military and they are working in a staff job maybe, and they don't um, um, feel a deep connection to it, I would say this is probably a little less of a risk for you. But there are times where people are out of the military abruptly, and this can be a serious problem. Or people are in the best part of their career, but maybe they hit tenure and, and they're leaving as well. But for anybody, you know, understanding where the needle is on sort of your purpose RPMs is an indicator of how much of a problem this is going to be. The risk of not having purpose in your life is that you're going to go looking for it. And if you're not looking for it in the right places, it can start creating problems in your life because in, in the military, it's easy to serve. There's no shortage of ways to serve. You're serving every day that you are in the military. But on top of that, there's endless volunteer opportunities that are presented to you or you can go find on your own. In the civilian world, it's not that way, right? And so sometimes people want to serve and find purpose, but they don't know where to find those points of connection. And if they are susceptible in those moments, sort of vulnerable in those moments to suggestion, they can find themselves sometimes in a position that they didn't intend to be in. Maybe they're looking for purpose through joining an organization. And in that moment, an organization makes contact with them and invites them to be a part of it. But it's not maybe a great or healthy organization for them and off they go. Still, if they can't find anything, it's not uncommon for people who are experiencing a purpose problem to start to maybe feel a little bad for themselves and they start to make some selfish decisions. They put themselves before their family members. They start to justify poor decisions that they're making in their life. And the compounding problems that that creates are it starts to affect your narrative, which is what we're going to talk about next, okay? Because when people don't know what their purpose is, they start to question who they are, what they're doing. And after that, after a narrative problem, what typically happens here for people who are experiencing these problems is they start to isolate themselves. They start losing an appetite to spend time with others. 
They don't like explaining themselves because they aren't sure what their narrative is. And then they have community problems. Typically, Danny, these things happen in this order. The purpose problem comes first and it starts to manifest into a narrative issue. No, I think that's really good. So what are some of the ways, you know, with with veterans that are kind of making this transition as you're, you know, helping challenge them by walking them through these conversations, what are some of the ways that you suggest to them or, or listeners that maybe they haven't been in the military before that they want to recage or sort of refine their sense of purpose? First of all, everyone needs to understand your purpose is going to change throughout your life. That is inevitable. Transitioning out of the military is probably the biggest change of purpose that most adults can experience. There are civilians who have been civilians their entire life that will also experience changes of purpose through different seasons of their life, but it won't be as extreme because they probably have never redlined their needle before. And so, what I would tell transitioning veterans or maybe some post-military veterans or even people who haven't trans or, or, or haven't started the transition process yet is believe me when I tell you your purpose is going to change. It's this is not up for discussion. Okay. Um, but instead what you need to be aware of is these things that we're discussing and embrace the fact that you're going to have to find your full tank of purpose from multiple different sources in the future. And so start looking for those in advance and be patient while they all come together to to the point where you feel fulfilled. But it's going to look different. It's going to feel different and it's going to take time. But stay the course so you are not at risk of trying to make that all happen in a shorter amount of time and make bad decisions along the way. No, I think that's really good. Any parting shots? I kind of want to do a quick sum up of all the things you said as I was kind of scribbling notes to to make sure that I captured uh, a bunch of points, but any parting shots uh, in terms of purpose that you think is important for, for listeners to understand? Well, in terms of Surf Brigade, One of the reasons why we exist is when people need to find purpose in their life, they need to fill a purpose void. Surfing is a healthy activity that we can commit ourselves to with a low rate of injury, with measurable success. We can invest our time into researching and planning and surfing and getting better and meeting new and healthy individuals through it. It can become a part of our lives. And frankly, you have more time post-military typically as well. And so if you live near the ocean, surfing can really become a purposeful activity in your life. It's why our motto in Surf Brigade is surfing with purpose. We're not just out there to have fun. It's not just a bunch of veterans that meet on Saturday mornings to surf. We are actually surfing with purpose. We're out there together for a reason. No, that's really good. I just want to do a quick summary of all the things you said. And so clean me up if I'm if I'm missing something. And really what Surf Brigade is teaching, I think, is is great in terms of how you're having discussions around purpose and, and really highlighting this critical part of transitioning veterans' lives and 
like I said, I just want to pull some of these ideas of what Surf Brigade is mm-hmm. doing and kind of give them to the audience. But, you know, so, you know, kind of the purpose of to sort of answer that question, why am I here? I think, you know, very astutely, uh, you and the team have recognized that Surf Brigade, that it's oftentimes surf and service driven, you know, that's very much um, ingrained into that veteran culture. It, it's a benchmark that we developed that's very high, you know, we're used to that high level of purpose, high level of service, high level of sacrifice in the military. And then then the other thing, you know, is, you know, how much you give can also be tied to, you know, how big the idea is, you know, how much of your sacrifice can be tied to how big, you know, is the idea that you're sacrificing for. And that purpose will change, you know, um, sometimes it's, uh, you know, you're going to be shifting, especially veterans that are transitioning out, their purpose is going to change, you know, from how much they're giving to the United States military from a thousand percent, you know, to, you know, kind of almost the zero percent unless you're giving back into the community, uh, the veteran community like Surf Brigade is doing. And then it can be multi-pronged. It's not necessarily just one bucket of purpose that you're trying to fill. You know, it could be um, family. It could be, you know, church related. You know, it could be uh, nonprofit organizations. Uh, so that purpose can be changed and it doesn't doesn't have to be just a thousand percent in one bucket. And, and I don't want to cheapen what you said at the end, you know, with the surf surfing with purpose, but sometimes, you know, um, getting out and, um, you know, working at a hobby or working to better yourself in an area that you enjoy is a great sense of purpose. And it's a great Absolutely. sense of, uh, fulfillment. I think that's something that you and surf brigade are just doing or that surf brigade is doing really well. It's therapeutic. Right. It is. 100%. Yep. Kevin, thanks again for sharing some of Surf Brigade's insight when it comes to defining your purpose. And that'll wrap up part one of our show. I know listeners are excited to tune in next week for part two, where we discuss narrative. To all of my listeners, thank you for taking the time to tune into the After Action Report. I know I learned a lot talking through purpose. If you found this episode helpful, please give the show your honest rating and share it with a friend. And if you've got ways the show can do better, please send us your comments. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. I hope that your purpose is rooted deep in your values and answers the question, why am I here? I wish you all an amazing rest of the day wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in.